Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your hosts are Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends and family with the resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here are your hosts, Sharon and Becky. Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. My name is Becky Olson. I'm the co-founder of Breast Friends. I'm also a five-time cancer survivor of advanced stage breast cancer. I'm a motivational speaker and the published author of The Hat That Saved My Life. Um, Sharon and I are both the co-founders of Breast Friends, but she's on vacation. She's at, well, actually not. She's taking care of somebody who um, is quite sick in her family. So she's she's gone for a little bit, and I'm not quite sure when she'll be back. So you just get, get me for a little while. Um, but we always have delightful guests to fill in all the blanks. So we have a very, very great guest today. But I want wanted to share with you just a little something before we get the show started. And, you know, we try to do this little inspirational moment. And sometimes I'm struggling right up until the very moment that we're supposed to do this. And today, you know, I have this thought on my mind. I don't know how this is going to come across because I haven't practiced it yet. Um, But I wanted to share this because I think I think it's it's really important. You know, I've been a I've been a professional speaker for a long time and I've been speaking in cancer circles and medical conferences and things like that and I love doing that work. I really do. It pays well. It gives me gives my heart, you know, something to really be, you know, happy about and when I go speak at these events, the thing that in, gives me even more joy than than anything is when people line up to give me hugs afterwards because hugs when I get a hug from somebody it means I touch their heart. And I think that um, sometimes, you know, when they, they say when you love something so much that you would do it for free, that you've probably found the right thing. And recently, it's been really on my heart um, about this this dream I was given many, many years ago that had to do with, with God. And I was a brand new Christian, really didn't know anything at that point, and was still trying to sort it all out. But I had this amazing dream one night that involves a grocery cart, my old gremlin car, and a river. <laughs> it's, I don't want to go into all the details of it right now because this show isn't about that. But this this message has been placed very firmly on my heart. And I feel like it was a gift that was given to me all these years ago. And it was given to me freely. And I feel in my heart that I need to give that gift back now freely. And so I am looking for opportunities to speak at women's groups, um, churches, wherever they think that there might be a need for, excuse me, an uplifting type message. And I have no intentions to charge for that. It's the kind of the thing I want to give back, I guess. So what I'm asking all of you is search your own hearts. And if you have something that's been given to you freely and, you know, a gift of music, maybe you've got a beautiful voice or you can play an instrument well, think about places where you can um, share that, share that gift with other people and not do it for money, do it for hugs, because hugs lift the spirit every day. And um, it's and it's amazing what, what can turn around in your life during that same time. So I wanted to share that before we get on with our guest today. And I am so excited to talk to our guest. I found out she was going to be our speaker at our upcoming Survivor Luncheon in October. This is the Breast Friends Luncheon. And actually, I guess they changed the name this year from Survivor Luncheon to just the Breast Friends Luncheon because it's for survivors and patients and people who 
maybe are metastatic and will be fighting for the rest of their lives. It's also for their friends and family. And that was getting to be quite a mouthful, (laughs) trying to get all that in there. So we just changed the name to the Breast Friends Luncheon. We have a lovely speaker today. Her name is Wendy Clifford. Wendy is a radiation therapist, a certified life coach, and a cancer coach. She's working with cancer survivors through a program that she developed called Lead Your Life. And today we're going to talk about uh, this wonderful title she came up with, Big Life, Inspired Purpose, Beyond Cancer. Wendy, oh, I already mentioned she's going to be our keynote speaker. So, well, welcome, Wendy. We're so glad to have you on our show today. Thank you so much, Becky. I'm really glad to be here and share <laughs> well, with you. <laughs> Yay. Well, why don't you just start with something that I know you know very well, better than anybody listening right now. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, your family, your hobbies. Just give our audience a chance to know who you are. Absolutely. I um, Well, <laughs> I'm currently coaching um and but previously to to coming to this I was a radiation therapist and um I have in addition to that I also have a family I have two lovely girls um with school starting so they're super excited Um, how old are they they are nine and eleven. Oh, that's a good age. It's a very fun age, and um, together with my husband, we really do enjoy getting out and celebrating all that we can. Uh, whether it's hiking, camping, uh, kind of teaching my older one to do some cross country running, which is fun. Uh, running has been a big part of my life. Uh, it's definitely a place where I learned uh, a lot about what our mind is capable of. You know, I have to say, I've always, always admired the heck out of runners, people who actually choose to do this. (laughs) You know, it's it's something I will do if I forgot something in my car and I'm in a hurry. (laughs) I have to go get it. I'll run then. Um, I used to run. (laughs) But I do admire people so much who run by choice. And, and it's such a great thing to pass on to your kids. So good for you for doing that. It's a lot of fun. And it's an opportunity for me to, it was to learn what, um, how my mind and my body can communicate. Um, and how I can, you know, will, will my body a little bit with my mind. Which has been well, really that's great. good. Now, you also are a cancer survivor. Is that right? No, I am not. I am not. Um, I am not. Well, no, that's good. Um, <laughs> um, cancer it's not, it's not been... a rule to join the club, you know. <laughs> I just it, I just had it down that you were for some reason, but but you decided to become a cancer coach. So usually the two kind of go together. So that's why I asked that. Ah, interesting. It's a little bit out of the box. So my background is in radiation therapy. Okay. Uh, so I did work with cancer patients um, for over eight years, day in, day out. Um, and... I would have to say it was um, a job I absolutely loved. Loved. Um, so, were you one? Of, excuse me. Were you one of the ones that that was actually with the patient, getting them on the table, positioning them, doing all of that, or were you yes. the behind that? You were that person. Well, yes. I just have I just have to say to you, Wendy. Um, I've had quite a lot of radiation in my life through my five different battles of cancer. I've done radiation, I think, on three of those. Um, so I've quite experienced in the the patient department of radiation and. I'll tell you, we we fall in love with our radiation therapists. We really do, because you guys are so compassionate and caring, and 
And one of the most recent speeches I did was um, to a radiation therapy conference, and it was um, sponsored by a company who is now going to be one of our sponsors for the radio show. Very excited about that. Um, but it, it's it's a kind of an interesting thing. You know, when you're a radiation therapist, it's hard. You don't always think about what the patient is feeling when they're laying on that table. And that's, uh, that was one of the things I talked about when I when I spoke there. And so the, the fellow that actually sponsored me went back to his his office in Atlanta, went down into the basement where they keep the machines, and he actually laid on a machine so that he could look up at all the dials and bells and whistles and try to think of it from the patient perspective to see how intimidating that might be. And I was so impressed that he took the time to do that. He's just this young guy you know, life fully ahead of him, probably not thinking about things like that. But he took the time to think of that. And so, I, you know, the, the people in your field, I think, just have that special gift of compassion. So good for you. You don't have to be a survivor to have that gift, for, for sure. Thank you. It, it's one of those opportunities where, um, for me, it was a, a place where I was able to give. And yeah. to give freely. And um, through that, I have, uh, my mother's had breast cancer. Uh, many family members have had cancer. And um, my, with my background, I'm able to help them, guide them through their journey, ease them th- through some of their, um, the fears of the unknown. What's that machine really like? What's going on when there's some silence? Mm-hmm. And it definitely is, um it's an eye-opening experience, I think, to as as that gentleman did to get on a bed when you don't need to be. Yeah. Um, and if there's something that um, that we can do as therapists to encourage one another as therapists is to really be mindful, not only of delivering excellence care, but being mindful of what that patient is going through on that. Yeah. Bed. You know, one of the things I've heard people say, and I've not experienced this myself with the people that I've worked with, but they talk about how sometimes they get on the table and then they disappear. And the, the, the therapists are just talking amongst themselves over the top of the patient, like the patient isn't even in the room. And, and that breaks my heart because this, should, this moment should be about the patient. And, um, and, you can change, and you can change their life by just recognizing that and being aware of them, you know. And, I, and I'm sure I just, just from what I know of you, which is very little at this point, but just the little bit I know of you, I'm sure you were not that person who did that. And so, you know, good for you. Yeah, and it's, it's definitely um, on my heart as well to work with um, the frontline healthcare workers to really have them be aware of what is actually going on. Good for you. And what was the most challenging part of being a radiation therapist, do you think? What I found was that uh, time constraints. Um, I, 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 I like to talk. However, when I'm with my patients, I want to know what's going on with them, what, mm-hmm. uh, what, what symptoms you're having, what side effects. Uh, are you taking your medication? Are there any questions that you're having? And as we know, healthcare has incredible time constraints. And so we are constantly reducing the time we have with our patients and able to really kind of maximize how we can, can connect with the, the patient on the table. Yeah, because you don't have a lot of time with them, do you? No, and not, we're there to deliver the care. Right. And to deliver it properly and effectively, 
accurately <laughs> and yet still communicate with that patient yeah, and it, it's yeah. becoming it was becoming increasingly harder um, and additionally after six weeks of working with a patient um, it kind of broke my heart when they were like well what do I do now right I've, I've come well, here every day but now what I brought him donuts <laughs> My, my first time around, I took my the two that worked with me the most. I took them to lunch, and then I brought donuts to the last group that worked with me. But yeah, you do. You bond with them, and you know, even though it's over, and you're you're glad it's over because going there every day gets kind of tiring. But but you do connect with these people, and you know that they're what they're doing is saving your life, and it's it's a pretty powerful place for you to be to be that person that's potentially saving a life right now. And it's very, it's a very specific thing. So it's huge. So what's the most inspiring thing for you as a radiation therapist? I would say it was, again, it always falls back to the patient um, to really watch um, some patients come in and just the, 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 the determination, the, the strength. They knew what was, they were doing. They were just going to, needing to get through. Right. And get through that treatment and it was so in- incredible to watch how they moved oh, through this. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. Thank you for that. Because, you know, I think in, I think cancer patients, whatever kind of cancer you have, can be some of the most inspiring people on the planet. I mean, when you watch how some of these people get through it and and some won't get through it, but you can still see their spirits as they're fighting with everything they've got to get mm-hmm. through it. And it's it's... It is very, very inspiring, I'm sure. So thank you for recognizing that. I really appreciate it. Well, let me, we're going to switch gears just a little bit, and we've got about three minutes until the break. So um, I know you love being a radiation therapist, but you switched gears. (laughs) And so what are you doing now, and why did you transition to that from, from being a radiation therapist, from something you love so much? Yeah, absolutely. So what happened was, is I uh, we were I was my family was living in Canada and we moved to the United States, and uh, I at the economy falling apart. Then I did find work here. Uh, however, what I found was that um, I wasn't able to achieve what I wanted to achieve. I wanted more to be part more of the patient's experience. And really be able to be alongside them on their journey. And I didn't want it to just be a six-week event. Ten minutes at a time. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. So really it was just a way to get more of of what you love and find a a way to make that happen. Is that right? Absolutely. Yep. Cool. So you became a cancer coach. So why don't you talk to our audience for about a minute or so on can- what is a cancer coach exactly? What is it and why is it important? Right. A cancer coach is, is somebody, is a coach who is there to, again, be alongside you as you set goals and, and achieve them or do your best to achieve them and maybe switch gears. Um, being a, a cancer coach specifically only mean, means that maybe I, you're going well, you're going through cancer or you have been and it means I have a more awareness of that of what it actually is and what all the moving parts are and how I might be able to support you and offer resources along the way that can really help you move forward at a much faster rate than say going at it alone. Um, so can you give us a couple of examples of that 
And don't worry if we run into the break because Aaron, our lovely, wonderful engineer, will follow us. Yeah, a couple of instances. Aaron, I want to hear an aw shucks right there. (laughs) (laughs) We'll know if he's listening. Oh, he just wrote wrote it on my screen, aw shucks. (laughs) Okay. yeah, well, what I've, I've experienced with is, uh, well, I've, I've coached patients during their treatment where they're kind of grasping with um, really taking time for themselves and really realizing that in this moment, they need to care for themselves and really helping them set up their support network. Okay. And really also looking at what is, how do they want to get through the treatment? What does that actually look like for them? Is it just scraping by, you know, the skin of your teeth just, or do you want to be able to finish feeling as strong as you possibly can, despite everything that your body is going through? And so by having a new, neutral third party, my, my, I'm there solely for that, my client. That's it. I think that's uh, wonderful. That's that's great. Well, listen. You know what? I think we're gonna we're gonna take a break right here, and when we come back, we're gonna hear more about that, and then we're gonna talk about big life, inspired purpose beyond cancer, and what that means to you. So stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. For Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio, visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back to our program. We've been talking about cancer coaching with our guest, Wendy Clifford. And Wendy, <clears throat> excuse me, just before we went out to break, we had just, just started to touch on, you know, specifically how you work with your clients um, as a cancer coach. So did you have a couple more things you wanted to say about that? Yeah, I wanted to just add to add that um, while I work can work with patients during their their immediate journey while they're moving through it, it also plays a big part after. What what happens after you've completed your treatments and you've been given may say the all clear? It becomes a bit of a challenge. Often people are stuck. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a different life. You're not the same person. You know, I remember so many times, and and we've talked to so many patients who've had that very experience. It's like the doctor says, you know, you're you're done with treatment, you're good to go see in three months, and and I know that you know they they've got a million patients they have to keep getting to, but the patient doesn't feel done, and it's like oh, now what do I do? And you know, you've spent all this time just trying to get everything done, you know, work, working your way through each radiation treatment, through each chemo treatment, and now you're you're suddenly somebody tells you that you're done and you're feeling like, wow, this is maybe my first time I get to really think about what I'm going through and then enter the cancer coach. And that's seems like really good timing for somebody like you to enter into the picture and say, okay, now let's, what do we do from here? Is that, does that kind of describe it very yes. well? Okay. Yes, perfect. absolutely. There's a lot of emotions there to unpackage and uh, I'm not a therapist, but I'm there to help you Emotions are okay. Feel those emotions. And in addition to feeling those emotions, well, what, what's, what comes after that? And how, how do I return to work? Or how do I return to this life that I need to lead? I have a family. Um, I need to now take care of other people and myself. And it's really about creating looking deeper into what that is and for some for some of my clients it's been a case of of just simply discovering a new life or a revised life and a revised vision of what that really looks like and getting back to living well that leads us right into our our title of our episode today and let's 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 switch gears and go there so we're going to talk about big life Inspired Purpose Beyond Cancer. What does that mean to you? And I assume that's what you're talking about with your patients. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. And a big life is, is a life being lived. And it doesn't mean you're going... It, it doesn't have to be celebrity status, but there is no reason why we can't have that, a version of that, whatever that means to us. But it really means getting out there and living with what we can and how we can live to the best and having that inspired purpose because that will shift as well. What, what, what got you through those three months, six months of treatment that you went through, through the whole thing is going to be different now. And as you move forward in your life, it's a, it's a case of you're not just a walking diagnosis anymore. You're not just a cancer person. It doesn't need to define you. There is more beyond that. You know, I have to say something about that. Um, I remember 
you know, you're talking about you're not you're not just a diagnosis anymore, and you're not just that cancer person anymore. And um, and I and I love you for saying that. I um, many years ago, after my first diagnosis, I was having some trouble swallowing, and I was having some issues, and I was kind of concerned about it. So I went to an ear, nose, and throat specialist to find out if they could see was something going on. And this is after my first diagnosis of stage three breast cancer, which, you know, for a first diagnosis to catch it at stage three is pretty late in the game, but mm-hmm. but we caught it at least by then, and that was 23 years ago. Anyway, when I went to the doctor and he and I explained to him, you know, that I'm a cancer survivor, I've had breast cancer, and I'm just concerned that something's going on there. And then he says, oh, you cancer people are all alike. <gasps> and I said, excuse me, I'm a, a cancer person? He goes, yeah, the first thing you assume is that it's cancer. I said, okay, I think we're done here. And I got up and I walked out of his office. I don't know if I ever got a bill. I might have and I wouldn't have paid it. But um, that really, uh, that was so (laughs) offensive because we are, no matter where we're at in our process, we are all more than a cancer diagnosis. We all have hopes and dreams and lives and, you know, people that we care about and people who care about us. So, you know, yeah, we are definitely more than than being a cancer person. But when he said that, I just thought, oh, no. <laughs> and it turns out I did have something wrong, and we have fixed that since. But, um, but yeah, it was just really, I think what happens is when we, when we have cancer, we become more tuned into our bodies, and we become more aware of things that maybe we skipped over before, but we realize now that we are not immune to, to having things go wrong with us. And we know our bodies better than anybody. So definitely be that proactive person. But anyway, I digress. Sorry. <laughs> no, but that that is exactly the truth. Is is you have an increased level of self awareness, and that in itself is a gift. Yeah, that's true. So when you say inspired purpose, what is what is that word inspired purpose? Because people talk about I need to find my purpose, but what what how does purpose differ from inspired purpose? It's really again something that. Pops you up in the morning. Yeah, I, I, mine is is doing what I do, and I still don't necessarily jump out of bed in the morning, bright as the sunshine. <laughs> However, it's again, it's really tur- turning it back into you. What is true to you? What do you want to do versus what somebody else might want you to do? Something that is really inspiring, and and just brings that joy and uh, having a purpose will do that and purpose doesn't mean that there's going to be no bumps and no hiccups and a little bit of disappointment but it's again just that elevated a sense of elevation and a sense of excitement around it you know I've talked about this on the show many times and I think this is a an appropriate time to just kind of remind people and see if this kind of fits what you're talking about but um, I, I came up with this equation a long time ago about purpose you know people say how do you find your purpose well if you're looking for an inspired purpose this is probably this probably still works so to me a purpose is when you is a a purpose is different from passion and gift they're all three different things gifts are something that come to you naturally you know people have the gift of music or the gift of cooking and you know and it's it's just something that comes naturally to them easier than it comes to most people it's not a passion yet, it's a, it's a gift. And so when you take your gift, whatever that is, whatever comes naturally to you, and then you add that to your 
passion. What do you care about? So the first, the gift, what can you do, physically do, that is easy for you? And then the passion is what do you care about? And when you can take your gift plus your passion of what you care about and put them together, then you find your purpose. And I don't think you can find your purpose, your inspired purpose, until you've done that. Um, so, and then one of the analogies or one of the stories I like to use is a woman whose gift was photography. You know, being able to take pictures and capture moments and tell a story really, really well. But what was she passionate about? Homeless. You know, homeless people and the plight of the homeless. So taking photography and taking the plight of the homeless and matching them together and telling the stories of homelessness in America, how it happens through photography is combining her gift and her passion and that she has a purpose. So raising awareness about, about all that through using her gift and her passion. Does that make sense? That is perfect. And so when we do, when we do something like what you're talking about, you know, you're talking about having a big life. Well, it's hard to have that big life unless you're feeling like you're doing something worthwhile and so that inspired purpose, what, what is, what's your gift? What do you care about? And, and then finding a purpose to, that matches those two things together. And, I, I don't, and, and it can go beyond cancer. I love that next part of that. <laughs> it just can go beyond cancer. It doesn't always have to be. I kind of stuck in the cancer realm, but, but it doesn't always have to be. And you can still have that purpose, right? Absolutely. And, it, and it's where you choose it to be. And as you said, it doesn't have to be in cancer. And it's, it's really about moving forward. Um, and it's not to say you're forgetting what you've been through, because it is an integral part of you. It's part of right. your experiences. It's who you, you, how you behave and the choices you'll make mm-hmm. are because of what, has, what you've gone through. Right. And I think that there is so much then beyond because of that experience that you've had. And your passions will change throughout your life. I mean, you know, in my opening, I talked about this this new kind of direction I want to go with some of my speaking. It's because I've been given this new memory, I guess, of something that happened so many years ago. And it's, and you know, my my gift. I have the ability to stand up on a stage and speak, and I don't faint. And so that's good, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you, it used to be that the fear of public speaking was like, you know, ahead of death or something. But I think it's dropped down the list a little ways. But nonetheless, people are still afraid of, of speaking in public. And I'm not afraid of it at all. And in fact, to me, the larger the audience, the better. So to me, it's it's kind of a gift because I can do it pretty easily. And, you know, some people say I do it pretty well. So that that's that makes it fun for me to get up on a stage. But what is my passion? And my passion has always been in this cancer arena since I was diagnosed back in 1996. And But now I'm, I'm kind of moving from that into something, not, not away from it, because I will always do that if I'm asked to, to do it. But, you know, moving into this new direction of, you know, where, where God ha- plays a much bigger role than what I've given credit for in the past. And so I feel like that's kind of the passion. So if I can take my gift of public speaking and mix it with my passion, that's giving me a new purpose that is definitely bigger than my current life. And, um, and you know, and it's beyond cancer. So I just, I, I, I totally get what you're saying and I relate to it wholeheartedly. We need to move on though, because we have a whole nother group of questions I want to ask you. Um, so... I want you to talk about your Lead Your Life program. So what is what is that about? Uh, my Lead Your Life program is um, a six-month program that I have, and I work, use it uh, for both 
women in leadership, which is another passion of mine, and also in cancer coaching, because ultimately we are the leaders of our life. And when we take a moment to step back and observe that we have choice and we make our choices and then we mm-hmm. take responsibility for that choices, those choices, we really take control as best as we can. Now, is this, is this an online program? So can people from, because we have a global audience, can people from other parts of the, of the world participate in this through online? This is currently not online, but you, I work globally uh, via just a regular old phone call, or we can do via Zoom or Skype um, online. Okay. Um, okay. However, it is in the works to, to make it an online program, um, a Excellent. group program, actually. Okay. And um, what with that, it just takes us through our steps. And mm-hmm. with the first one being, you really want to um, create this new vision. And a lot of the times, we don't give ourselves that opportunity to just dream, to, to really look at what do we really want. And we often limit ourselves. And, and when you're in this phase, is just expand, just let it go big. And then really then take a step back and look at currently where you are. Mm-hmm. And what you'll find is that there is this gap in the middle of where you are and where you'd like to be. Mm-hmm. And that's where the magic happens. It's in that gap. <laughs> I love that. That's great. And that's where we take a look at your values, your belief systems, and really what's important to you. And maybe also what's not important. That shows us so much as well. And what kind of support do you need? And we really dig, take some time into this, into this space where we really, it's fun assessments. It's really tapping into who you are and then working from there creating a plan of these these steps that you're going to move forward, like the bridge that you're going to take to get you to this new vision of where you want to be. So it sounds simple enough, but there really are a lot of steps. I mean, when I was in sales, that was kind of the way we did what we call consultative selling is talk to the customer about what they have now and what they want to have and then find ways for our products and services to fill that that gap to get them there because if you can't identify a gap then you've got nowhere to grow is that right exactly kind of works the same thing here so you've got to find that gap and so you can create that new vision and then fill it in with a step-by-step so I'm hearing that I'm kind of rushing a little bit because I want to make sure we get everything covered here so you talked about mindset at one point can you speak more to that yeah in terms of our mindset our mindset we really want to be um aware of what we're thinking, what we're saying to ourselves. Um, And that can really affect our, it does affect our outcomes. And whether it's a, I can't do that, period, or I can't do that yet. However, I'm doing this. Just changing how you think of things Mm. is really going to affect what's possible for you. And that plays into even in your your treatment journey, what you think has incredible um, 
effect on our on our bodies. You know, I I agree with that. I I want to just maybe I wasn't really going to share this, but I think I will right now. You know, I've had a a really tough battle this last time because the cancer spread to my lungs. And so we're kind of dealing with all of that. And but there have been a lot of prayers and a lot of people, you know, praying for me. And my mindset is very positive that something miraculous is going to happen. And yesterday when I went to the doctor, in, or Monday, excuse me, and they drew blood, <clears throat> I got the results of one of my tumor markers back. And where a month ago it was off the chart, yesterday or Monday it was back to within normal range. And that was one of, I think, three tumor markers that they're testing. So um, so something's going on in a right way, which is very exciting. And I can't wait to hear the rest of it. But, but you know, it's, it's um, I, you know, I think, I think we're heading for good things. But it's part of that, I do believe, is my mindset. And I know that people are praying for me. And I know that God's hearing them all. And so I'm not ruling that out. I believe he's healing me. And, um, and so to get that result, that was pretty awesome. Even my, my doctor said, yeah, that was pretty good. And so, um, so that's good. Um, we're going to, uh, let's get through one more question and then we're going to move to the, to the next break. And, um, once the vision is created, you know, you, now you, here's where you are, you know, where you want to be. How do we get there? Is it a step-by-step process? It's a step-by-step process. It's about setting those goals okay. and then really working each goal. Each goal will bring its, as we unpackage that goal, it'll bring uh, opportunities to work on. Whether a mindset might come up, different obstacles, something. And that is where when we work together, we work through that. Emotions come up that have been suppressed and we continue to work on that. And we revise as well. Wonderful. All right. Well, thank you on that. We're going to go ahead and take our final break and we'll come back and we'll finish that conversation and then pick up again at the end. So um, stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. For Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio, visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. We've been talking about cancer coaching with our guest, Wendy Clifford. And Wendy, I know one of the things that I really wanted to ask you about is a support system. Because I know, for example, when I um, got through my cancer journey the first time and I really wanted to do something with it. And it involved, you know, starting Breast Friends. It involved um, speaking or a lot of different things. And I couldn't have done any of it without my husband, especially as part of my support system, because he was there to encourage me. He didn't have me worry about the money that it takes to start anything, because it always takes money to start something. Um, So having a support system and someone who believes in what you're trying to do is really crucial. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. And what you begin to, what I work with clients is to locate what your support system needs are today and what they will be to get to where you want to go. And so that might differ from your needs when you were going through treatment. And a lot of it becomes when you establish where you want to go, then you're able to identify maybe areas where you're going to need that support. You'll need support perhaps in your family. And then what's that community support? Or is there a mentor that you need to look for as well that can offer you support in that way and mm-hmm. it's being aware that you need support yeah and not being afraid to ask because you know we, none of us can do really big stuff on our own very very often <laughs> it's you know it's because you have a team I mean even running the country you got to have a team of people because you just can't know everything so it's it's fine to um, ask for help and and you know seek those people out and you know even being willing to appoint to pay for some some official training and things to to make this happen. I have invested a lot of money in my speaking business and in my you know the mentoring that I do. Um, I've invested quite a lot to make that work. And um, so yeah, that and those those mentors become part of your support system. Exactly. Too. Yes. There's a term that people are using a lot these days called your personal board of directors. Personal, I love that your personal board of directors, and Great. it's I'm really it allocating all those people. Well, who do you need that's going to help you here? Who do you need? And really, that by actually thinking about who you might need is yeah, is something people don't often do. They just that is think so they're going to happen on their own. 
That is so true. I mean, when I think about some of the businesses that when I was in the in the advertising area of my life, um, so many businesses, they started out working for another company. Maybe they were a plumber in another company and they decided to start their own business. So they just basically went and got a license and started their own plumbing company. The problem is they know nothing about running books. They know nothing about marketing and advertising. They know you know, nothing about any of that stuff, but they know how to fix a pipe, doggone it, better than anybody. But they can't stay in business because they don't have all the other people in place to do the stuff that they don't know how to do, don't want to do, and they end up closing their doors within usually three years or so. And it's it's kind of a sad thing because they were they had they were so full of hope, but they just didn't bring the team together that they needed to make it work. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm hearing you say is that yes. you really really need that team in order to have that big life and that inspired purpose. So, yeah, so don't be afraid to ask for help, folks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's It's that key word, team. It's no longer just about me. And when you want to think about that, when you include a team, you're bringing people along with you. Yeah. It becomes even bigger. Yeah, that's true. When Sharon and I started Breast Friends, we always used to joke about how if either one of us had tried to do this on on our own, it never would have happened. Um, but because we did it together and we both had different skills and strengths that we brought to the program, you know, we, we were able to do a lot with just the two of us starting it because we both had different things and we inspired each other and helped each other. And and we never would have, Breast Friends would not be here today if we hadn't, um, if we tried to do this, either one of us on our own. So I get it. I totally, totally get what you're saying. Well, let's do this before we run out of time. Um, you know, you've covered a lot of steps already. And so for those people who like to write things down and have a, a, a checklist, do you mind going through the steps again and just repeating them for us so we can really, really grasp what you're telling us today? Absolutely. So the first part is really creating that vision. And that comes through really allowing yourself to just just explore, just really build, develop a dream. Just think about it and say no to nothing. Uh, and then you're going to look at where you are and where you want to go and kind of putting that together. And the next step is to, to look at what's in that, what's missing, what's in that gap between where you are and where you want to go. Next is looking at evaluating and assessing your values. What's important to you? What do you believe in? And what are your needs? Really being honest about needs. We have them. It's okay to, to, to declare them. And creating your personal board of directors, identifying your support team. And through all of that, you're continuously building that self-awareness muscle, really taking a look honestly of what what you believe in and what's going on. From there, you can begin to set I'm sorry, what did you just call that last thing? Your, what, did, what was the last thing you just said? Mm. I, I, I was writing down something. Self-awareness. Building, yeah, build, building uh, a muscle or something. It's, <laughs> it's, you are building a muscle when you... When it's a, it's a self-awareness, it's like building a muscle. You often have blinders on. And when you become mm-hmm. aware of, say, behaviors and beliefs, you're strengthening that. And the more you do it, the easier it's going to come. Good. I thought you said self-awareness muscle, but, <laughs> but I was still writing something else. And I thought, did she just say that? Or did I just think she said that? I like that. <laughs> self-awareness muscle. That's good. Okay. Anything else? 
Um, and then it's that creating that those goals or creating that action plan that will get you where you want to go. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So creating the action plan. Okay. Yeah, I remember when we started Breast Friends, you know, it was just a crazy vision that we had. And we, Sharon and I were both going to school at the time at, at Merrill Hurst University. And we actually signed up for a course and we used this project as our as our basis of our, because you had to have a project in mind when you when you signed up for this class. So we had Breast Friends in mind. It was, we'd only come up with the idea a month before we started this class. And, and the steps that you're kind of taking through here <clears throat> are very much like life coaching kind of, you know, uh, steps that you teach people just as they're going through life. But yours is more specific to a specific vision or a dream. And that's kind of what this class was was kind of tailored toward. And one of the things that she had us do that was very cool is, um, and I'm guessing that you probably do something similar too, but she had us write down not only the vision, but pretend it's 10 years out and we've been super successful and we're there just dreaming, pretending that we've already accomplished this this goal. And then we're being interviewed by like People Magazine or something. And they're saying, you know, you had this vision and you took it all the way to the end and and now you're super successful. What were the steps you took to get here? And so we made up steps, like what would we have had to do to get here? And we started making up steps along the way. And this is that kind of visualization. And I've always been a strong, strong believer in visualization. You know, that's how I got through my first chemo was I wasn't picturing poison going through my body. I pictured little army soldiers going through my bloodstream shooting cancer cells. And that's and I had to see that in my head in order to be okay with all this toxic stuff they were putting in me. And so it was just kind of like, what were the what were the steps that we took to make that happen? And so we visualized all the different steps. And the only one we didn't really accomplish is we never got on Oprah. Doggone it. <laughs> Always wanted to be on Oprah to talk about breast friends. And then I switched to Ellen DeGeneres. Still haven't got on her show either. Maybe somebody knows her. That would be awesome. But anyway, but it's it's just kind of finding those steps and figuring out what what could what could it take to get you there? And and then you can actually see that everything is pretty doable that's on your list. Yes. And I, I don't know, is that something that you kind of do mm-hmm. with the, the dreaming and the visualization? Yes, absolutely. Good, good. Yeah, good. yeah. and, it, and it, it's really a powerful, it's a very, very powerful tool. Well, Wendy, I'm really impressed with you. Um, let me ask you this, So we and I did mention this already, we have a huge global audience, um, people all over. So if they wanted to hook up with you for your lead your lead your life program and that's the six month program is it for you said women in leadership and or in cancer coaching is this for yes. women only do you no, ever work it's with not. men i do work with men okay and so if they wanted to connect with you to say you know I, i'm ready wendy I, i've got this vision i've never really you know spoken it out loud before but i really it's time to to start to do this what would be the first step you would have them do and then ultimately, how do they connect with you if, if they choose to, to work with you? But is there stuff they can do on their own? Yeah, I would, on, would recommend just trying going through the steps that we've outlined here today. And really, you can do a lot of these things on your own when you work with me or another coach. What you'll find is you'll just achieve perhaps your goals a little bit faster. Okay. And you're able to bounce off ideas together. Okay. 
And and there are coaches in other places because I'm I'm more of an in-person, I want to see your face kind of person. So I'm not as likely to sign up for an online program as I might be to go down the street and sit and have coffee with someone. who. And I know you do that too, but it's hard to do that from across the world. So, um, But if you have a, another person that can kind of be that sounding board for you, even if they're not a, a, an actual coach and there are lots of different kinds of coaches so let's talk about that for a minute I know you're a certified you're a certified life coach correct yes yeah and what's the difference between a certified life coach and a not certified life coach Mm. Well, we've uh, coaching isn't is beginning to be regulated by the International Coaching Federation, um, and the reason why it's important to get some accreditation is because it is rigorous and it is a way of exploring what a client needs and really okay. getting them to their best. And there's so many courses out there that say after two hours you're a coach. Well. Yes, <laughs> you might have coach-like conversations, but there's a lot more that goes into it that gets practiced and really yeah. uh, tools that are in our toolbox that right. we can work with individual needs. Yeah, it's it's been kind of a, a an interesting term. We, Sharon and I were on a, a TV program here locally, and a gal came on. And she was going to be on the show just before us, and she was a, a life coach. And we asked her where she got her certification. She says, from life. And I thought, hmm, okay. I wasn't sure if that was good, bad, or otherwise, but it didn't sound very very accredited. But you're, you're an accredited coach, yes. and there are many other accredited coaches around the globe. So, yes. so if, I, if you can't work directly with Wendy, then find one you know local to you. Um, Wendy, we are out of time. I'm so sorry, but I, I'm very, very appreciative of you. We did this on really short notice, so thank you for taking the time to be on our on our show today. And Wendy is going to be our speaker at our October 2019 Survivor Luncheon, and it's here in Portland, Oregon. If you live anywhere near us and you're hearing this prior to October 12, 2019, you might want to consider getting a ticket to the luncheon and come and hear Wendy in person. Uh, she's a dynamic woman, and I'm really, really happy I, that I finally got to meet her only over the phone, though. Uh, but I'm sure I'll have another opportunity. So uh, for our listeners out there, please um, consider making a donation to Breast Friends uh, to keep this radio show going. If you like what you hear every week, and we're on here pretty much every week unless there's a holiday or something, um, but we, we keep the show going for you. And we know that people really enjoy hearing some of the guests that we have. So if you like the show, please go online to breastfriends.org and make a donation online. And we will be back next week. Until then, remember, there is always hope, and we're here to help you find it. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Please join Sharon Hannafin and Becky Olson again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. There is always hope and we'll help you find it. We'll talk again next time.